Hello, my name is Reverend Jodie Stowell. I am the Vicar of St Mike's Harrow and this is St Mike's Podcast. You're very welcome here. Today is the 4th of June and it is the Thursday after Pentecost. We begin with our reading. Luke chapter 9 verse 51 to the end. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, but they did not receive him, because his face was set towards Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts a hand to the plough and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The only way is forward. Never has this seemed more pertinent to the days we are in than now. I was having a Zoom meeting, a phrase which I had never heard or said four months ago, uh, with a few clergy colleagues and we were talking about upcoming church meetings. In the Church of England, these are parochial church council meetings, or PCCs. And he was saying that to prepare for his upcoming meeting, he was looking at the minutes from the previous meeting. This had been before lockdown. And he just laughed and said, they don't make any sense. And we knew what he meant. The plans and ideas are not simply out of date. They feel like they come from another world and another time, centuries ago, not months. I find myself preferring to watch television programmes that have been filmed in lockdown because anything else seems a bit odd. There was a time when people gathered in crowds. Bizarre. The only way is forward. For Jesus, forward meant to set his face towards Jerusalem, which he knew meant trouble. The Samaritans knew that too, so they rejected him from their village. They didn't want the wrath of Rome to rain down on them for helping or harbouring an anarchist. Those who got caught up along the way knew it too. Just let us sort out some stuff before we come. 
We'll get round to following you soon. We promise. The way forward is trouble. Looking back is a world that no longer makes sense. This is the life with Jesus. Once you have encountered him, there is no going back. And the future is not certain or clear or even safe. Our job as we walk forward with Jesus in this new and uncertain world is to figure out what setting our face for Jerusalem looks like. Jesus rode into the heart of the institution and shook it up. Well, our institutions are already shook up. What will we do with the piles of rubble on the ground? We can't go back. The only way is forward. The religious people in Jesus' day knew how to be religious. And suddenly their world came tumbling down. They knew how to follow God in the old world. But what did it look like in the new? And so we find stories in the Bible, like that of Jesus giving a lesson to Nicodemus the Pharisee at night about what the way forward would look like. Be born of water and the Spirit. Church, as we know it, will be fundamentally changed by the events of 2020. Looking back is not an option. The question is, what does the way forward look like? Will we grow collectively in what it means to follow God in our particular context, now that our contexts are all perhaps more focused than they once were? In the story of the rebuilding of the temple wall in the book of Nehemiah, there is a lovely sense that although the idea is to rebuild, the rebuild will be filled with the gifts of that particular people and that the rebuilding of the wall is for the well-being of all, both local and generously wide. The people say, let us start building. And then it says, so they committed themselves to the common good. And then people rebuild the bit of wall that they live next to. I imagine it was still very beautifully made, but I wonder if people walking by could tell that hmm, that bit was made by Reuben from number 47. As we think about what church is all about and what faith and loving and following Jesus means in this new world, let us be those who go forward even though it is scary and uncertain and we're not sure what the wall is going to look like. But let us be those who see the beauty in a rebuild that is more than the sum of its parts, that makes something new and where every part takes its place. The way forward depends on you. I'm going to read now a poem by Jan Richardson from her book Circle of Grace. 
It's an Easter poem and it's about resurrection. And I read it because that is what we are in the midst of. If you are looking for a blessing, do not linger here. Here is only emptiness, a hollow, a husk, where a blessing used to be. This blessing was not content in its confinement. It could not abide its isolation, the unrelenting silence, the pressing stench of death. So if it is a blessing you seek, open your own mouth, fill your lungs with the air this new morning brings, and then release it with a cry. Hear how the blessing breaks forth in your own voice, how your own lips form every word you never dreamed to say. See how the blessing circles back again, wanting you to repeat it but louder. How it draws you, pulls you, sends you to proclaim its only word. Risen, risen, risen. Go well into your day and may you come again soon to our doors.